Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Zing This. You've got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And we're going to be discussing some, well, fun news topics to start off. And then we got a, I think, a really fun conversation. Yes. In, in a little bit. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. And I got nothing creative today for um, DC. I'm, I'm sorry. I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head today. <laughs> no new, new news. But they were <laughs> able to give us a, I think, interesting trailer for um, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Or sort of an origins trailer. Yes. I thought it was very cool if they're going to go over her entire origins. I definitely enjoyed that. Yeah. I'm I, sure it'll be a nice fast track, but yes. Now, now I've got a question for you. Do you feel that she can fly or not? Because it kind of looks like she can. <laughs> Maybe it's only a t- she can only fly temporarily at times. Bursts of uh, large jumping powers. <laughs> I I guess I don't know. I, I just wanted to kind of because I'm like wondering since some stuff she can, most of the newer stuff she can fly and some yes. of the older stuff she. I cannot. mean, it definitely seems like it. Yes. So that was just something I wanted to kind of bring up real quick. Um. In other news, we have um, Transformers released a new trailer, which I was kind of excited about. About a bot, a bot. Oh no! Because they actually showed the Dinobots, well, little like baby versions mm-hmm. of them, and of course they showed Grimlock too, puking up a car. <laughs> so that was that was kind of cool. So I mean, I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, that was definitely something that I mean, I'm I'm excited for it. I guess I'll, I'll say that. There we go. We saw a new movie. We'll get to that. We'll okay, get to that. I'm that's jumping the gun. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that will come in time. But speaking of mutants, you know they are working on a, another TV show. Ooh. Of course, they're working on the Runaway series, which I know somebody yes. in this room is a fan of. Yes, I love it. Love it, especially the Josh Whedon run. Yes. Um. Another thing that they are working on, of course, was Legion. Marvel also has Cloak and Dagger in the works. And apparently the other mutant-related one, which is, I guess, X-Men-y, is supposed to be called Gifted. Is apparently the name that it's supposed to go by. And don't forget, Iron Fist comes out before our next podcast. Yes, so if you're a fan of those... Yes. Then definitely check out that. I mean, we've got a we we're we're a tiny bit behind on those right now, but we'll get caught up. <laughs> we are, but it's only a couple days of of um, um marathoning marathoning away. We could get caught up. So before we get to the tossing to the main topic, which is us discussing and playing and interacting with the switch with the special yeah. guest. Yeah, that was fun. It, it was, but pirates, the new pirates. Yes. What did you think of that trailer? It's a new Pirates movie. I And Sparrow's back and... Yup. Orlando Bloom's back. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I don't mind the Pirates yeah. movies. It's just, I feel that they ran their course a while ago. I Get it? So. Get it? Ran their course. Wow. You are just coming out with See, I'm full puns. of those. I'm full of puns today, at least. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, no... No disrespect to the Pirates franchise. I just, and this one may surprise us. Yeah, it, it could. I, I love the first couple, and then the third one came out, and then I don't even know if I saw the fourth one. The so. Johnny Johnny Depp alone one. Yeah, I, so hey. <laughs> I, I mean, like, like I said, it, it looks like, you know, what we've come to expect from Pirates. We're not okay. saying that's a bad thing. We're just saying no. that, you know, 
they're definitely trying to key in on a very tight demographic and tight audience for those. But, of course, every time I put out this podcast, it always seems to never fail for a trailer or some announcement to come about. Yes. And this time, it was Indiana Jones. <laughs> so apparently, they're going, they are officially doing a fifth Indiana Jones movie. Harrison Ford is on board, as well as Steven Spielberg, and Lucas has some involvement in it. So I find that kind of interesting, yeah. considering his age and everything. Right. And there was a rumor for a while that... So you're... no shy again? Not according to what I've heard. <laughs> there was a rumor, I think, going around for a while that Chris Pratt was originally supposed to take over that role, but I'm assuming his Star-Lord-ing has interfered with that. Right. But, I mean, if he did, if it's, it is what it is, I don't... I mean, would you be excited to see another Indiana Jones movie? Yes. You would be? Yes. Even with old old Ford? Yes. All right. Sign me up. All right. I love... And and you all drinking the haterade out there. Oh, God. I still did not, not enjoy Crystal Skull. So... I feel we could have a better discussion on this. <laughs> Maybe. I know. I'm just. I'm just saying. I love the the first Ma- three, but the fourth one I still did enjoy as well. Maybe after we're done with Star Wars, we could do another franchise. Mm-hmm. Follow. Well, of course we're probably, we're gonna keep following them up, but yes. Maybe that will be our next one. Who Indy, knows? Indy. Or maybe it's Lord of the Rings. What or maybe do you it's want? Matrix. No, 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 no. Oh no, wow. No. That well, that's another conversation. Yes, it is. <laughs> we're gonna go to break real quick and when we get back, we're gonna have that fun discussion on the Nintendo Switch. Switch. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Zing This. We've got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And we have a special guest with us for our discussion on Nintendo Switch. If I may introduce... It's me, Eric Berg. Nice. All right. He is a <laughs> he is a longtime Nintendo fan, and he actually got the Switch um, when it came out and has been playing it, I'm pretty sure, nonstop. Pretty much. And... Um, came over we've had some time to play it with him and he's gone over some stuff with it so we're gonna have a nice little roundtable discussion on the nintendo switch so what are i guess we'll go over our first impressions of it and then go to go to you if that's okay yeah sure definitely um, ellie you want to start um wow you're gonna make me start sure okay um well i saw a few games and what i saw definitely was entertaining um, I clearly was a bit confused on <laughs> how to change the controller to all the different um, configurations. Dif- yes, the different ways to do that. Um, but first, first glance, I did enjoy it. I'm I'm very interested in the fact of there is there there does seem to be multiple ways to play yes. every game, which I think is very unique. Going from the pro controller to the just two Joy-Cons in each hand, to having it actually on the Switch itself, right. to having it with, um, what what is the, where you have the little, the cradle that comes with the system? I can't oh. remember the name, but where you put the two Joy-Cons yes. in? Yes. 
it has an. I think it's like the Joy-Con holder. I probably got that wrong, but yeah, it, it's it's totally fine. But there's one to where they kind of clip into this little holder where it makes it into a kind of pro controller. And I thought it wasn't going to feel right. I mean, it, it 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 played perfectly fine like that. So that was that was really cool. I I I mean, Nintendo's always had always has multiple ways to play their systems. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a nice little touch to that. So I mean, and. We'll we'll get to the games we played in a minute too. Uh, this is just I guess we're just opening this up with just a discussion on the system itself. So we're gonna throw it over to Eric real quick to give us his rundown since he's had a lot more time with it and just his thoughts as a Nintendo fan for years on this system. Uh, so far, I I have been loving it. Uh, I got it on Monday. It's Friday right now. Um, I have. Probably spent about 95% of the time playing Zelda. Uh, I honestly, mo- other than trying out uh, Master Blaster and Shovel Knight just for a few minutes, and then us playing that and uh, Snipper Clips earlier, it's pretty much been playing Zelda. But, I mean, I've absolutely loved it. Um, the Pro Controller is what I've used the most, and it, it feels it, it feels good. It looks, I mean, the graphics run... Uh, I know there have been some issues. People have talked about issues with frame rate uh, in Breath of the Wild specifically, but I haven't had too much of that. I mean, it has happened, but it's not been enough that I've been like, wow, this game's broken, but it looks good. Um, and that's, I, I mean, you, you consider that cell shading, right? I mean, everyone's yes, kind of absolutely. kind of in agreement that that is. And I mean, I, I think cell shading is probably, in my opinion, I mean, yes, everyone loves, you know, high-end graphics, Gears of War, uh, Horizon stuff like that, but I think cell shading ages phenomenally better over time. Yes, because it and, and I mean that that was something that was very impressive with me when I when we first turned it on was I just was very taken away by just the the level of just detail and just how everything looked very clean and very polished in the game. Borderlands is another one that I feel like that game ages very well over time. Um, and actually, Zelda Wind Waker. Legend of Zelda Wind Waker aged. I mean, they, they, they did, of course, the HD remake of right. it. But that game aged phenomenally for a long time. The, the HD remake looks really, and it, it's phenomenal looking, but you can still play the GameCube one today, and it's just as gorgeous. And you're right. I think cell shading I remember Wind Waker, when it was announced, it got so much flack. Everyone <laughs> thought it was going to be. A lot of people hated on Borderlands, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. Out. I remember thinking, that looks so cool. Because when yeah. you think of a shooter, you usually think of this, uh, you usually think of a, a, a four shades of gray and five shades of brown. But shooter, real, yeah. <laughs> super realistic, but let's like it, make it gray and gritty. But then it's like, <laughs> you have this cartoonish uh, shooter. And it's like, it was so interesting. I like, I was like, that looks really cool and it caught my eye. So. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're kind of moved into the discussion right now on, I mean, the games that we did play for it and that you have played for it. Um, I guess go into, I, I thought a very unique thing was where you were telling us about the, the Zelda game, how it takes place, and Zelda's always been vaguely open-worldy, but you kind of talked to us about how it sort of has changed up. So that might be something somebody might not be expecting going into playing this game and definitely is something that I think caught Ellie's eye when she was um, discussing it and kind of messing with it with you. So what kind of game is Zelda now, in your opinion? Right now, it's definitely by far the most open world that it's 
probably been since the very first one that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had mentioned that, and it's true. I mean, you could kind of, I mean, it's been years since I've actually played all the way. And I don't even know if I, if I finished the original. But you could kind of go about at your own leisure, and you could get the weapons and items as you needed them or as you found them. Um, but afterwards, it kind of became this more, here's eight dungeons. Here's a tool you get in one dungeon that helps you beat that dungeon and then get to the next one. And then that you continue that cycle over and over. Those tools might never be used again. Um, but then kind of starting with A Link Between Worlds on 3DS, uh, it became a little more open world. Any tool could be as useful or unuseful as you wanted it to be. And then it has just kind of gone exponentially up from there. Um, you know, in some Zelda games, the Fire Wand was like the main item in a dungeon but then the one i showed you all i got on a random monster that i ran into in the wild right before i came over so what was once this sort of this was the whole point of a dungeon it was oh hey this enemy's now holding it and i picked it up and i could probably go back later if i if i lost it or mine broke and i could probably get another one if i wanted to uh that's actually you brought up a very good point is the the items in it i mean i'm used to playing a zelda game where it's like you got to get the bigger on sword or the master sword or you know certain weapons and i was very surprised when you turn it turned it on and you had a skeleton hand and what yeah, looked like an, cool. what would look like a like a technic te- techno x of sorts so i mean if you want to explain since you played a little bit more than we have you know what's what what are the weapons that, that you're able to get? I mean, is is it like the original Zelda games and you can get certain weapons or are there other weapons or is it kind of a mixture of both? It's kind of a mixture. I mean, so far, there are certain enemies you kind of expect to have certain uh, things like when you fight Bokoblins, you'll find clubs. You might find a kind of weaker sword or a weak shield, but then you'll run into... Uh, you'll go into one of the shrines where you'll fight a, sort of a smaller version of a, these guardians, which are the mm-hmm. kind of big robotic menaces you'll find in the field. These smaller versions, which will have the techno weapons. Um, so it kind of depends on your environment, the kind of enemy. Uh, it was like kind of a, a floating, I think it was a, I think it's, what are they called? Wiz robes, I believe. He was who had like the, uh, the fire wand. So yeah. magic enemy. So you're going to have a more magic themed or more magic based uh, weapon. So... And it's, and it's everything. You'll find um, swords, you'll find daggers, axes, you'll find a mop. Skeleton <laughs> hands, you, find, you found skeleton hands, and you have big and small ones. Um, you'll find rusty old weapons that aren't, uh, they might be strong, but because they're rusty, they'll, they'll break a lot easier. Um, and, I, and again, I have barely scratched the surface, so I can only imagine what I'm going to be running into uh, as I continue exploring Hyrule. Awesome. Um, now, is there weapons like the iconic ones that you're used to, maybe like the Master Sword or something like that in the game? Or is that kind of like, I guess, maybe some super weapon you get later? The Master Sword is in the game. I think um, one of the first trailers, I don't know if it was the very first, but one of the first trailers had the Master Sword in it. Oh, was it, it was where it was in the... It was in the pedestal or whatever. And it was rusted. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, so that's right. It's there, so I think eventually you you do get it, um, but I, I think I'm a ways off from uh, from there. Okay, cool. I mean, that, that, that was definitely a very unique thing. When, when I saw, like, when you turned right. it on, I was like, that's not something I'm used to seeing in a Zelda game. And, I mean, it's it's very open world as well. So that that's definitely a change. I mean, like, like you said, it is a change up. 
I mean, there's you kind of do dungeons, I guess, or little. Well, there's you're you're used to in Zelda games doing dungeons, but these are sort of mini dungeons. You said right. that are scattered all throughout the world. Right. There are I think a hundred scattered throughout the world, and they can range from quick little like, hey, here's a new thing, a new tool you just got. Um, this is how you will use that to solve this puzzle. Sometimes it'll be a little more complex, and it might be here's three or four or five different mechanics and you need to kind of figure out how they all work in conjunction to get from the beginning to the end. So, and then some are just straight up fights and you get your, you know what handed to you. If you're, not, uh, <laughs> if you're not ready for it, I, like I did earlier, I think I died like four times at this one fight. I probably should have saved that one for later, but uh, I succeeded. Awesome. Um, Ellie, you got any questions about the Legend of Zelda game? Um... Or any comments, it, comments well, too. Well, I think it's interesting as far as the weapons um, that so far you haven't run into any way to um, repair them or anything. It seems like that you just, if it breaks, you move on to the next one. <laughs> right. So I think that would be a little hard for me because I'm used to playing games where I can, you know, get things repaired or, or beefed up or whatever the case might be. So When I first heard that, I kind of was worried because... I'm definitely the kind who is like, I, I like being, I want to know that I have what I need. But it hasn't been that big of an issue. It's okay. actually kind of added to the sense of, you always have this slight danger. It's never like, you don't know what you're going to run into. So you don't know if you're going to even be prepared. Even if you have what you think is a good weapon, you might it might not be the right weapon. Right. My strongest weapon right now uh, it was that Techno Axe I pulled out. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty strong weapon, but it's really slow. It's, it's, it's a dual hand, so those take a little bit of time to kind of wind up. And, I mean, if I came across a strong and fast enemy, I'd kind of right. be up the creek without a paddle. So... But it's that little sense of danger has been what I've really enjoyed. Like I kind of, it kind of keeps me on edge, and I'm, I'm wandering, and I'm, I'm, I purposely am getting lost, looking for just whatever. But I also kind of have this little tingle, like, oh gosh, what was that? What was that branch that cracked over there? What was, what was that little growl? Was that just a, a bird in the distance, or was that a monster going to attack me? So, and it, it hasn't been hard either. If I find myself down a couple weapons, um, I've, you know, I've had five things attack me and I've had a couple weapons break, but they'll all drop weapons to at least keep me that I have something until I can find something better and I can discard it and make room. Do you, do you find, um, do you run out of room quickly or is there a way to upgrade your satchel where you can make more room? You, you do run out of room very quickly. Okay. The items like the, your food and those kind of things, your, uh, your materials, those pretty, those I you, I think you either have unlimited or it's so huge I haven't at the limit. But in terms of weapons mm -hmm. and stuff, you have a very finite uh, amount of room and you will find you're out of space. You're out of space. However, um, there is uh, a character you can trade some seeds to uh, who will uh, trade that for extra inventory space. So oh, you can okay. get expanded inventory, which I've so far I've put it all into weapons because that's the thing I go through the most by far. Now, with the weapons, too, do you have, um, do you just have to drop them, or can you actually destroy them, and then they'll break down into components you can use for something else? Uh, you, you just drop them. You just drop and them. And then eventually, okay. if, like, if you drop one, like, I, I dropped a weak weapon, uh, I was playing earlier, I dropped a weak weapon for a stronger one, and then that ended up breaking in a battle, but I was just up the road from it, so then I went back, and my get, weapon okay. was still there, so I, <laughs> I ended up getting it, so I was like, okay, cool. Okay. Welcome back. 
<laughs> um, you, you mentioned something about the seeds, and this is just something I noticed that was pretty interesting. I mean, I'm, I remember playing Zelda, and like you could get random heart pieces from like the tall grass, cutting that down or something like that. But that's not the case anymore. If you need to get if you need to get health, although I did see you light a ton of stuff on fire, and you did get a seared seared meat out of it right that was weird i don't know what i ended up burning but it was like apparently there was an animal there and we uh we got a steak out of it i i thought that actually was really neat the way it did that so that was cool so but you have to make food now like different ingredients you were saying like you could just cook like meat and it would give you one health but if you added herbs and stuff that you can collect in uh, in the world you can make something to where it would be a much more fine it would have a bump right And uh, and then you can add stuff even more, so it's not mm-hmm. just more hearts, but it can give you a secondary effect. Um, what's 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 the deal with games right now? You can make food in. I mean, um, I know F- Final Fantasy. You yeah. can with make ultra realistic food. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, cup cup of noodles that you know looks good enough to eat. <laughs> There's like, actually a mission just on finding the ingredients to make the perfect cup of noodles. <laughs> It's pretty awesome. That I mean, I've got awesome. ten cents in my pocket, and there's a Walmart <laughs> right. down the street. I know. Quite literally, a dollar will get you ten ramen noodle packets. <laughs> I mean, do, do I level up for that? Yeah. Well, in in Final Fantasy, if you go to a, a campsite and you um, you make the each one of the characters has a favorite meal, mm-hmm. and so if you make a favorite meal, then it gives you extra like bonus stuff for when you fight. So yeah, it's pretty funny. Awesome. Um, I mean, we, we, we played a few other games on there, too. The co-op seemed interesting on there because you could use the, the Joy-Cons, each as a controller, which they had shown in trailers. And it was pretty seamless to be able to do it. Um, we played Shovel Knight, which I've played mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. individually yep. on, I think, two different systems. And, yeah. I mean, it, it played very, very similar to that. And it seems like the... Co-op is both a hindrance. And I know a that help. was fun watching <laughs> because you can bouncing bounce, on each other. Yeah, you can yeah. bounce off each other, which we discovered would help, but also immediately. I was going to say at one point, I us. think uh, I think I bounced off of you and sit you down a pit, and then I thought Followed, I, was you, yeah. I was using you for leverage, and then we both went down the pit. So, so, so that was interesting to to play that. And the other game we played, which is I I feel like this is a very um, cliche nintendo game if, if you would say so um that game was snipper clips which that, lo- that was so much that looked really fun so i was enjoying watching so that. just to explain the game real quick i'll i'll i'll, I'll try to do this let's all right i was gonna say this. let's uh let's see what let's see what your take is <laughs> all right so to explain the game it, it, it has to be played co-op and we did figure out that you no, can No, he said oh, there you was You can a, play there is a single player. Yeah. I, I apparently what everyone has said though it's not as good you want. Oh, okay. It, yeah. You get it for the co-op. All right. So yes. we went to go play and you play as these two shapes um kind of that ha- have great faces. <laughs> yes, I the love shapes the faces. can move around. You can make them, you know, stand up higher or crouch down. Yep. But what you can do is snip pieces off of your your partner or your adversary, I guess, but you kind of got to work together, but you can mm-hmm. snip each other parts off, but there's a gold where you like have to get a ball or an egg or some kind of item from one side to the other, or you Fit have to cut your, sh- cut your yeah. self into a shape. It's very fun puzzle solving. And it kind of made me reminisce about portal as ironic as that is, I guess. I mean, they're both puzzle solving games, so mm-hmm. there's that, but that was actually a lot of fun. And when we were, 
when we were closing out that we did notice that you could play up to four players right which i was like that's crazy because we were having enough trouble with some of them with two <laughs> right especially the firefly Oh There's my one gosh. where we had to get a firefly in there, yes. which I don't think we were doing that right. I wonder if um I get we don't we don't know, <laughs> but I mean I wonder if there are different puzzles. Maybe if you select more because some of those like I feel like you two is the perfect number. Yeah. But I wonder if like they'd be modified or are they somehow just completely different if you have four I'm, people doing I'm it. I'm sure they are. And I'm sure that, that that just dawned on me. I'm sure it's very much like the the commercials and all the tech demos we were seeing where it would be two people well, two groups of people. Showing up, you know, putting their console down. You put your console down. You both take out your Joy-Cons and four people are playing in, within the same area, which is the local network thing well, that Nintendo's yeah. really... Right. I mean, their, I their like, DSs have... I feel like that. if they do the four-player, you could do two teams of two against each other, too. Maybe, maybe oh, yeah. that's what... I mean, like, yeah. like, like I said, that we weren't able to do it, but right. that might be what it is, too. You could race to see who could solve the puzzle first and that kind of thing if they so, split it. So we're kind of discussing now, I guess, the how the system works and everything. Yes. And I mean, you've you you're actually Eric holding it right now in your right hand, now. and you could you could essentially turn that on right now. Yep. And play it as if it was plugged into. I a, could do it. In. I uh, hit the button at the top. It's in sleep mode right now, but I hit it, and uh, it asks me to go in. Hit the button three times. There we go. I'm in. So you're able to play that right now, just sitting here in a chair. TV's not even nearby. Right. And I mean, you could technically take that on, like, if you were going, <laughs> if you were going on, like, a bus or something like that, like, let's say you had to go run some errands and you're bored on a bus or something like that, or in a taxi, you could technically yep. take it with you. Pop it out. Play it there. Or at work. Or, yeah. or at work. Which <laughs> I have not done yet, but. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to save people from. From from very awkward discussions. Oh, not not saying that we. I feel like everyone that. online has been like open about. It. I'm bringing this to work. So. <laughs> but the battery life is, I know, something that a lot of people are brought up. And yeah. you said that you haven't really tested the limits of it yet. Right. I mean, you haven't needed to. I was gonna say I've pretty much I've I've played mostly docked on TV where it's I don't have to worry about it. But mm -hmm. yesterday I did I popped it out last night and I was like I'll play Zelda on this for a little bit and I played for. I don't know. I didn't really time it, but it, it had been at a hundred percent. It was at ninety percent when I pulled when I got done and went to go put it back in the dock. So I mean, it definitely ate through a, a, a tenth of the of the battery. So um, are you? I I have a question for you. Sure. Um, are you a DS player? I am. Would you say that that is would this re the replacement? Would that replace a DS for you, or do you? I don't know. I mean, on the one hand, I mean, this is totally going to be my next my next trip where I do that. I mean, this is going to be my primary thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing that currently the DS has over it is I have more games for it, and the battery can last a lot longer on it. So, I mean, I'll have both, but I mean, I know primarily right now this is going to be my focus. So, um, end of next month, I'm going to be on a 12-hour road trip down to Mississippi for a wedding. So, I mean, this isn't going to last the whole time. I'm going to have to charge or get a battery pack, but I mean... I'll probably bring the 3DS, but it probably won't come out because mm -hmm. I'll be playing this. <laughs> that being said, there there have been a few things. Nintendo, I mean, Nintendo themselves have said the DS, the 3DS isn't bad, or isn't bad, isn't dead. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not dead. There still is a life uh, ahead of it. They announced the game last year for it. It was supposed to be kind of a, it was a new IP, and it was a really cool looking game. And I'm like actually kind of looking forward to it uh, for 3DS, but we haven't really heard much about it since E3. So. 
who knows? I mean, it's been said in the... I mean, it happened with Breath of the Wild where Nintendo's like, no, it's going to be on the 3DS. And they're like, oh, we upgraded <laughs> it. Now it's going to be for the Switch. So Just they've kidding. done it with other things before. So who knows what's going to happen. But I mean, I, I will still play my 3DS. I mean, yeah. I, I, I enjoy a good round of Pokemon. Uh, Sun and Moon. Uh, Sun has been my... was I was Up until this came out, I mean, I was playing it every day. I love Phoenix Wright games. So. Right? So... <laughs> And then they've even said, too, that there will be a successor to the 3DS. So mm-hmm. whether they're going to do something that, I mean, because then in some ways they 4DS. might be competing. Right, the 4DS where it's just you can see in, in, <laughs> in time. You, you interact with it, <laughs> like, in real time. Right, and quantum, quantum mechanics. A ton of um, people just wandering around with their arms out. Right. Pokemon Go was the test for that. <laughs> Um, no, I could totally see them do, I mean, Nintendo, I mean, that's one place they have always shined is their handhelds. Mm-hmm. Um, I right. mean, I have enjoyed all of their consoles. I mean, obviously some are, have been more successful than others. And the Wii U is a perfect example of one that was not successful. Although I loved the heck out of my Wii U, but the 3d, I mean, everything, th- uh, up to the 3ds when they're like, Oh, the PlayStation, uh, the PSP and the Vita, they're going to kill the DS and the 3ds. And they, it, it was, they, they, Clearly, we're the bigger sellers. So, right. Um, I just, just, just my two cents into this. Um, I feel like, even though this is portable, I don't see it being the primary portable thing that people will take places. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see personally me if I was like, hey, we're going, you know, we're going out for a little bit. Like, someone grabbing that and taking it with them. I see like a DS would be grabbed instead. I feel like that portability is more for in-home or if you're going over to a friend's house maybe who sure. has one to kind of interact with that. Or if, um, and I know you're going to love this, if, and I'm, I don't, I don't know if I want, I, I want you to answer if you have tested this or not. There's been like people who've joked about, you know, the fact that you can use like FaceTime with your iPad and your phone to where you've sat in like the bathroom taking a bath sure. or using the facilities to still keep playing your game. With <laughs> this, you don't have to do that. You just, Take it out and yep. walk in there. Like, like I said, I don't know if I want to know the answer to if you have tested that or not. With I'm this, sure. not yet. Oh, oh, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised. This, not yet, just because I've been playing it docked. But however, my 3ds has gotten much uh, much use on the throne. So, so, so there you go. So it's something that could easily be done instead of being like, oh man, I gotta pause this game. It's just click. Yeah, you don't have to. I even I I want to say there one of the, I can't remember if it was the Switch subreddit or just the regular Nintendo one. Someone posted the thread. What was what was your first experience playing your Switch in the bathroom? So, <laughs> so I mean that's that's definitely so people a, are doing it. So that's that, that's definitely a game be changer. Be careful borrowing your friend's Switch. Right? Uh, <laughs> they talk about phones, uh, so who knows what's going to be all over? Uh, the Switch. But like 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 I said, I just feel like this system is going to be portable, but I don't feel it's the same portability as the handheld. I I. I so I don't agree. see it being a replacement of sorts. Whereas the 3DS and the Game Boy and everything in the past, I mean, that you're right. That was specifically made to be played wherever. What I think about, I mean, yeah, take it with you, portability. I think what makes this nice is Nintendo is really, I mean, and you kind of mentioned something earlier. I mean, they are known for their their couch multiplayer. Yes. They like people being together. And it's fun. And I mean, it's sure, I like playing a game online, but I do like sitting there, you know, Giving a hard time to the guy who just killed me in Smash Brothers. Yeah. I mean, it's... I think what they want to do because apparently there's going to be a lot of connect and ways in the future where you can connect multiple switches, and I think that's what they kind of want. Is it sort of like say you had one and we're like, oh hey, Eric, come over, let's play a game of Splatoon. So 
I think it might have split screen when Splatoon does come out, but then if we had multiple people, I could be playing on my Switch on my screen, and then you right. could have one hooked up there, and you almost do sort of a local LAN or something mm -hmm. like that. So I think it's sort of like, hey, instead of having to be all forced into one, you know, one copy or whatever, I can have my character. You can have your character. We have it on our systems or whatever. So they are doing a new version of Splatoon. Yes. For this, correct? Or is that out yet, or is it coming out? It's coming out this summer, and it's actually like a it's like sequel. It's not like, well, like Mario Kart 8, which is on the Wii U. They're doing what they call Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is kind of the same game. It's got battle, a proper battle mode, new characters, that kind of stuff. But Splatoon 2 is actually a true sequel. And they had a lot of, they had downloadable content for the, um, Mario Kart. There, there right. we go. So that I'm assuming the deluxe will have all of that downloadable content. Yes, it's gonna have all the DLC, all the tracks and characters from that, plus the new stuff. Plus, I think I would put money on Nintendo releasing even more DLC down the road for it. New new tracks, new characters. Would not be stuff. a surprise yeah. in all honesty. Another thing, since we are talking about portability in this, the it, it was very interesting because there's no sensor bar. Right. This. There, there's, there's none. But we were able to sit there with controllers and stuff and be able to aim the bow by moving the controller around. That was fun. So, yeah. so I'm assuming there's some gyro there's sensors. Some gyro sensors there's there, yeah. something to sense you moving it, which yeah. I thought that was very intuitive and almost more accurate than I remember like the Wii when it originally came right. out being. So that, that, that was really cool that they integrated that still in there. And I mean, that, that's something you mentioned you chose to have on your your thing you don't have to have that feature on correct? right you can turn the gyro the gyroscopics off i'm fairly certain um it might be a game by game basis but i mean if you don't like it you can but i i really like it awesome um i guess another question is we did mention when we were discussing before we recorded was the memory to it so it takes a micro sd micro sd it's right under the uh the kickstand and uh pop it open and have a slot for it so and uh, do they have a limit on that? Because I know that some do, like, you can only do 64 gigs. Or, currently, I mean, it can do up to, even though they don't exist yet, you can do up to a 2 terabyte micro SD. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Which don't exist. The highest you can, the highest that are on the market right now are 512s, and they're ridiculously expensive. Yeah, so of course. But I have 128 in here. Uh, 256s were ridiculously expensive even. So, I mean, for right now. Well, what what kind of room fine. does that give you? I mean, that, it's it's one of those things where, I mean... Um, 120, 128 gigs could be a lot of room or not that sure. much room. If you have a PlayStation, you're gonna maybe get one game on there and an Xbox. Mm -hmm. But with this, I mean, yeah. Since they're cartridges, does that do they still have to do an install or anything like that? Sometimes games like when I first, I mean, pop, I know you don't have there, there's not much out yet, but right when I seen, first when I first popped Zelda in, it said we need to update, and it was. It was a couple gigs. There's 32 gigs on board like, okay. directly. I think the onboard is used more for updates and save data, whereas the SD card, and I mean, if you don't have an SD card, all of your save data, but um, the SD card is more used strictly for games. Or store purchases? Yeah, for okay. if you purchase from the eShop. Yeah. What is going to probably be what I do? So with my Wii U, other than like digital only games, and I got uh, Mario 3D World and Nintendo Land that came bundled digitally. Okay. Um, I got everything physical. 
Uh, and it was it made sense because I mean I have the system there. I'm not really I didn't really take it anywhere uh, with me. Whereas my 3ds, I eventually moved. I started out getting physical and I moved to doing digital only. And it was so convenient because on this one device I had mm -hmm. all of my games. Right. So I think with the Switch, it's sort of going to be a case by case basis. Like I got Zelda. I could have gotten it from the eShop, but I got it physically. A the box was really cool. Um, but B, it's the kind of game I'm going to play the heck out of. I'll eventually put it away. They have DLC. You can actually get it now. It's it's coming out in three stages. There's like some stuff that you can get just kind of as a thanks for buying it. But then they're developing the final rounds that are going to come out later this year. Okay. Those are the kind of games that like, and I'll and I'll play the game again when that it comes, comes out. out. But otherwise, right. I don't want it to take up space on here if I'm not going to be playing it. However, a game like say Mario Kart or Splatoon or or the inevitable Smash Brothers game. I'm going to want to have that with me wherever I go so I can at a moment's notice hop in right. and be ready to go. So the games that I know that I'll be playing a lot and with some regularity and probably potential for some multiplayer, I'll probably download. But something like Zelda, which I'll play the heck out of and then put away for a while. Cyclical. <laughs> I was going to say I'll, I'll keep yeah. those physical. So Okay. I mean, this is a discussion I'm sure we'll have one day on the podcast about digital versus hard copies yeah. and you know, the difference between that. And I, like I said, I have opinions on that. Of I feel like Sony and Microsoft kind of push digital because for some reason you can download it's the entire game. Yeah, smaller install. For a smaller install yeah. than the actual disc version. Hmm. But on that, on that, I was just kind of saying that because, I mean, you, you brought up a very good point about being able to, there are certain games that you want to have portable with you that no. you would want to have to be able to, I don't need the cartridge in here. I want sure. to be able to play that on the go. Well, so that and, is... and kind of like what he was saying about how he thinks that, you know, eventually it'll be to the point to where maybe it was a, especially like a Smash, Bro Smash Brothers where you could just bring yours and do like a local exactly. connection. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's a good step by Nintendo. I mean, mm -hmm. digital versus... Hard copies, uh, are, I mean, a discussion that I'm sure we'll have one day. But it, for this one, I'm I'm thumbs upping that and saying that's a good idea because, I mean, the console is can be a technically an on the go console, and I can definitely see them bringing back the land party thing, which I, oh, I mean, we, we were there's we were, already <laughs> you can I mean you can already buy like Nintendo has put out a land adapter for the the switch so I mean, you can awesome. already do it so because a little behind the scenes thing we were discussing um halo and stuff like that and how we used to play that as as land parties oh, years yeah. ago so i mean that's right and that's something i know a lot of people who did that kind of fondly miss that yeah and i mean the couch gaming too is sure. something a lot of people miss and i mean if i'm traveling a lot i mean this this is the game this is this is zelda right here it's tiny i mean it's about the size of a postage stamp mm -hmm. and i mean it's smaller than the 3ds game uh and if I'm traveling, I, I whenever I do, and I carry, I have a case that can carry, you know, 18 3DS games, and I'm like, gosh, if I lose this, I've lost a lot oh, yeah. of yeah. games. <laughs> so like when I travel, like the last time I took a trip where I could just bring my 3DS, I think I had, I took whatever game was in there, and then all my stuff that was on board, and beyond that, I was like, I don't want to bring this because I'm going to lose it. But I had pretty much everything I needed right there in my hands. So. Awesome. Um, so, I mean, your 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 thoughts on this system, Allie. We'll, we'll start with you again. Just, just like final thoughts. I, I yeah, I, I guess your final thoughts on this. Um, I mean, Eric plays. <laughs> I love the sounds. Um, I I mean, like I said, I didn't 
I haven't seen a lot of the, for the initial impression of what I got to see. It was it do, was really cool. Do you um, want me to reveal your your pre-record skepticism, or you want to keep that a secret? Well, I mean, I I hate to say too much because I don't want like getting the hater aid over here. <laughs> um, I mean, I've liked Nintendo systems over the years. I've had no problem with them, but they were never my favorite. I guess. Yeah. Um, I loved my GameCube. And I used to play a lot on my friends' 64s and that kind of thing. But I just, I was always a Sony person. I always went to the PlayStation. Um, and and that's mainly just because I'm a big JRPG and, and that sort of thing. And you just don't get that kind of, I mean, you do get, there are certain franchises that actually are only on Nintendo that are really good in the role-playing era. Um, but I've just never been a big Nintendo fan. But I... I am interested in this, and I'm intrigued. I want to see a few more games come out that I would be interested in. But definitely first impression, it's really cool, and I'm excited to see more on what it seems like it can do. Like, it it seems to have a lot of really neat features that I'm not used to having in a console. When we're done, I want to show you there's a trailer for a game that Square Enix is making for the Switch, and it's called, right now it just has a code name, and it's, in usual Square Enix fashion. It's a very long, weird name. But right now it's Project Octopath Traveler. Oh, nice. And it looks... Words won't do it justice, so you have to see it. So all of you listening, if you haven't seen the trailer, please check it out. I'm very excited about this game. It's done with 16-bit JRPG graphics, but okay. it's done in a 3D world. And it has this very shallow depth of field effect. So it looks like you're playing a 16-bit game mm-hmm. in in like a miniature world. It, it's the coolest looking thing. I actually, they haven't, other than this one trailer, there's nothing out for it. But it looks so gorgeous. And I'm like, I can't wait to play it. Uh, and then I Am Setsuna, which came out on the PS4 and Steam Well, and Fire year. Emblem, they're supposed to do. Yeah, Fire yeah, Emblem. So. Uh, that's I think they're supposed to. Uh, they had a direct. An they're like direct Fire Emblem Warriors or something. They're, they're yeah. doing that with Toei. Uh, Koei Tecmo. Koei Tecmo. There we go. There we go. They're doing that. And then they're actually making a proper final uh, Fire Emblem with like the more traditional strategy uh, game like that. Because I always get the Fire Emblem games when they come out for the DS. I always get the the Fire Emblem games. So so there is stuff I am definitely interested in. Sure. So yeah, there'll be some, there's some good stuff coming. Plus, I mean, what we've seen now... uh, it's a good start. I mean, we've got a couple big launches. You've got a lot of indie games, and they've announced mm-hmm. a lot of indie games coming out between now and E3. But I think E3, we're going to see a lot more even right. uh, get announced. So Cool. Awesome. Even JRPG. <laughs> Yay! Awesome. Um, well, my final thoughts on this, and I think I might take a little bit of the hate from you on this, is, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I like Nintendo. Um, mm. I, I bought a Wii and everything. I did enjoy that. It's probably... Not the most I played out of those systems from that generation. It would definitely rank in the least. I I, I love Zelda, old school Zelda. I, I love Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, stuff like that. But um, the Wii U just didn't. I, I don't know. I just felt like it was they were making a step, and I don't think it was in a wrong direction. I just don't think it was in a direction I cared for. Mm-hmm. This seems like they took what the Wii U couldn't do, yeah, or wasn't designed for. And just made another step with it. And I think it's a very interesting move to have it be as portable as it is. Yes. N- Nintendo is a very good innovator. 
And I don't think they did a wrong step with this one. In in the same vein as the Wii U, time will tell on this. I was very impressed with it. It 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 was very seamless. I I was expecting it to be, but I was very surprised on how seamless. Like it literally out of cradle, walking around into cradle, back to gaming. Like it it was it was just so seamless and i i don't even think like apple tv doing stuff like that is as seamless as this is like if i'm doing something on my phone and want to throw it up on something it takes a minute mm-hmm. this i mean i know the console is that piece but it just well seems yeah like so... when he put it in sleep mode i was amazed at how quickly it yep <laughs> so it, it that, that was definitely something that was very impressive to me yes um so this this did raise an eyebrow for me i do want to see what the future holds for right. it i mean i I don't, I don't, I don't mind early adopters, so it's going to take this the wrong sure. way. Nope. But um, I, I would like to kind of sit back and see where, where the, when the dust settles, where this is at. Yeah. I, I would like a library of stuff to play mm-hmm. when I would get it. So yeah, like um, I said, first impressions, I, it is interesting. It is, but, it is definitely. Yeah. I feel I, I've, I have a better impression of this than I did the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, what stuff are you excited about, Eric, yeah. coming out? Well, I think the biggest one, I think what everyone's salivating for uh, is Super Mario Odyssey. It looks very intriguing. I mean, the, the trailer that they had so far from the presentation uh, back in January uh, just was great. It's a return to the uh, Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, kind of oh, kind okay. of like with Zelda, kind of almost sandbox, open world-like. Yes. Um, it looks fantastic um i know it's this is a multi-platform but ukulele looks oh, amazing. oh yes i was a um, huge banjo kazooie and i'm super they officially announced last week or the week before that um it's a that because they they had hinted it because it was supposed to come out on wii u it got canceled and they said we're looking into switch but they they officially said it's coming to switch um the project octopath traveler that i was talking about mm-hmm. uh that looks great um and then so far I've announced stuff, the big ones, Mario Kart 8, even though I bought it and all the DLC, I know I'm going to buy it again for the Switch. <laughs> and then um, uh, and in Splatoon 2, I loved, I'm not even a big shooter fan, and Splatoon, I absolutely loved Splatoon. Well, well, from their early, like, I guess, trailers and release stuff for it, they, they're looking yeah. like they want to make this an e-game almost. Yeah, which, which would be very cool, which I kind of want to would rather push for, you know, maybe Smash Brothers yeah. to be in there, but... That's, a, I guess, a different story, exact game. Yeah, I was going to say, the Smash Brothers is a whole... I was going to say, there's such a divide in the community about people who love Melee from the GameCube and say it's the only one, and people who are like, you're a bunch of elitists, it's the N64 <laughs> one, and some people Just, are like, I like Brawl, where you can trip. So <laughs> uh, Then, you know, then there's the, there's the possibilities of games, like um, Super Mario Maker was, on the Wii U, was a dream come true of mine. From, a, from the time I was a kid in third grade... Playing Mario Paint, making Mario levels, going, I want a game where I can make a Mario level, and then it happened. I just want even more. So, like, I played the heck out of it on the Wii U up to the point where I'm like, I haven't played it since last summer. I, if, but the second they say, we're making a new one with new Mario games to, to make levels in, I will buy it. You're like, one. sign me up. <laughs> I will be there day one making Sh- Mario Shut up and levels. take my money. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then, of course, Smash Brothers. A lot of people think they're going to do kind of the Mario Kart 8 route where they'll do kind of... A, a kind comp- of a, a definitive complete, version. Yeah. They'll have all the 3DS and Wii U stuff, all the DLC, maybe a new character or two. Some people say they're just going to wait and then, because usually Smash is a one generation yes. game, 
and I will buy it day one and probably take off from work to play it. So awesome. <laughs> All right, Eric. Well, we want to thank you for being on. I mean, it was a pleasure to, I mean, to have you on to, to play this Nintendo switch. Um, and if, if our listeners want to, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, well, first of all, thank you all for having me. I, yeah. I had a great time. This is my first time being on a podcast. I'm very Yay. excited. So, uh, it was great uh, to have yeah. you. So thanks for having me. Uh, if you want to find me online, um, I'm on Twitter. My name is, it's under Eric Berg. My name is a little unusually spelled. It's A-R-I-C-B-E-R-G. Uh, that's my Twitter handle, and it's also my Instagram handle. Um, I'm not very active on Twitter, but on Instagram, I like to post a lot. I like you're, to you're doing a, yeah, like you're that. doing a very unique thing this year, aren't you? On yeah, Instagram, I'm taking a picture a day just to kind of be like, hey, look at what I did today. And sometimes it's something significant to that day. Some days it's like, oh, hey, look, that was a cool cloud in the sky. So <laughs> actually, today's picture is of you. I was, I was about to say, in some days it's of me in my gym clothes. I was going to say today, why, why we're there, uh, getting ready for the podcast. <laughs> So, uh, yep, if you would like to, it's A-R-I-C-B-E-R-G. And, uh, yeah, if you want to find me, look me up. Check them out. Awesome. Well, we'll be right back after this break. You're listening to Zing This. Ah, you stole it from me as usual. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Wasn't that a fun discussion with the Nintendo Switch? It was. I, I actually, pretty excited. And thanks again, Eric, for being on. We oh, yeah, really appreciated you coming over and, you know, getting to let us enjoy that and play it and get get to be hands-on with it instead of just being speculative. Speculative? Yeah, <laughs> about it. Made me excited about Zelda again. There you go. That's See? That's definitely an accomplishment. Now, we did go see Logan. Yes. So, we are going to discuss Dim that. feelings. We're going to discuss that real quick. <laughs> Spoiler free. And then yes, I yes. will... Sorry. I will clock it. We will give a two-minute time frame where we will discuss... Spoil... Three minutes. Three minutes. Three-minute time frame where we are going to discuss spoilers. So, we will warn you when that begins. I will time it. So, if you want to skip it, if you haven't seen the movie... We will make sure that we don't ruin it for you. We're not yes. spoilers here. No. All right. With that, Ellie, what did you think of the movie? This this is not the start of the spoiler part, though. Right. So what did you think? I loved it. All right. Um, it had a very good depiction of what he would be like as a alter man. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the whole... I, I just like the dynam- dynamics and the relationship between... Uh, three of them you know yeah. logan laura and professor uh, xavier yeah professor xavier i just i like the we're whole gonna say patrick stewart weren't you <laughs> i kind of was <laughs> oops um but i uh i i so i, I love the storytelling part um I, and i thought it was necessary some movies they go too far into that kind of stuff but i thought for this one it was it was really well done all right um I'm going to save my opinion for the spoiler part. You have to say something before. I enjoyed the movie. I think it is one of the best superhero movies that has been done thus far. I think it set a very high standard for a lot of other films. Um, In, you know, of course, cinematically for like um, other comic book movies. But I think it set it only for certain types of comic book Mm -hmm. movies. I don't think everything could work this way. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not all all stories can be told like this. But I thought it worked well with this story. All right. Yes. So with that, 
we are going to... Three minutes? You, you think three is enough? Yes. All right. Spoiler alert and official spoiler stuff begins. Well, jump jump three minutes ahead if you don't want anything spoiled for you. And three, two, one. All right. My personal opinion on this was this was an amazing swan song for the character of both Wolverine and Charles Xavier. Yes. Or Logan and Charles Xavier. And as well as, in my opinion, I know you're going to get on me for this, the X-Men franchise as a whole. I thought this wrapped that whole genre up pretty pretty nicely. Um, Ellie does have a problem with me saying the, the <laughs> X-Men franchise because she said this is a Wolverine movie. I feel that it is kind of both because it does touch on more the X-Men than the other ones did. But... I'm I'm trying to get get through this. Is through not, this ladies real quick. and gentlemen, this is not a lady this is not an X Men movie. Sorry. If you want to argue that, please. Um what is your Twitter handle? I can't remember <laughs> off it off the top of my head. What? Yes, of course it, it mentions X Men and and on all that stuff, obviously. But well, this is supposed to be focused on Logan and his relationship with X twenty three, not the universe of X Men. Once again, I think it was a fantastic swan song for Some the character. Crazy killing, yes! Like, oh um, my gosh! Brutal, very brutal. Brutal. Um, awesomely I did, brutal. I did actually. There was originally. Remember, I mentioned about they should have had Sabretooth in it. Yes. There was supposed to be some stuff with Sabretooth in it allegedly, okay. and he was supposed to still be young oh. because he was not being poisoned by the animanium like Wolverine oh. was, and he was supposed okay. to make a ton of comments at him because. At that. Like old man jokes? Some, something like that. Okay. So that's allegedly, that was kind of scripted, but they felt it broke up the story pacing. Okay. There was also some other stuff involving Gene that yeah, kind of broke it up. I think if, if Wolverine was involved, um, I mean, I'm sorry, Sabretooth was involved, I feel like it would take the, f- yeah, it would be, you'd be switching back and forth between them and then Wolverine and X-23 when that, the focus should be the other two. Alright, um, as my final my final opinion on it real quick, this might cause some hate mail, this might cause some very, very bad hate mail. I think they did a better job in this movie for the death of Wolverine than the comics did. I think that this is a mo- more poetic and more appropriate death than they gave him in the comics. I understand the, comics had a, the comic had a lot of great points to it. In my mind, if Wolverine were to die, this was an amazing way to do it. X-24 doesn't bother me as a just clone of him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I know that that might bother some people. I thought it worked for the story, and they did an amazing job with it. You have 30 seconds. Um, yes, I also did not have a problem with X-24, um, just because I think, you know, of course, every movie is an interpretation. So this was just their version of that whole storyline and how it works. So I didn't have a problem with it. All right, well, we've got... 10 seconds left mm-hmm. for the spoiler parts of it. Um, I loved all the killing. You lo- Wow. <laughs> yep. And I did really, really like that. Time's up. Time's up. Oh, time's up for no. spoiler stuff. Okay. I just want to beg people for like 15 seconds more. Yes. All right. 15 more seconds. Ellie's got it now. Okay, I just wanted to mention that one scene when Xavier does die, and I thought that... Oh, that was so... Well, that's what I'm saying. 
it was really hard. Everything in this was bittersweet. It was a yes. bittersweet oh for gosh. everybody. And and what really killed me really quick is just when Wolverine. I mean, when um when when Xavier, when shoot, I'm saying when Lo, when Logan got to him and he kept and, and he, he kept that it wasn't, wasn't me. me. That wasn't oh me. Oh my gosh, that tore me up. But it was a really good scene though. Okay, so thirty seconds. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> Non-spoiler stuff now, people. If you did accidentally tune in for spoilers, we apologize. We went a tiny bit over, but yeah, we, we really enjoyed this movie, and I think they did a fantastic job with it. Um, and we might see them again. They've kind of, both the actors have kind of hinted at if there's a Deadpool thing, then they might be involved, so. Right. Who knows? And the teaser trailer for Deadpool was, was yeah, we, we talked about that, and that was yeah. a, amazing yet again, so definitely very happy with that. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, we've got a game coming out soon <gasps> that yes! I know that somebody wants to talk about real quick. I'm so excited. Who is excited for the new Mass Effect? Comes out a week from Tuesday. You, 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 you're excited. Me, so excited. I can't wait to play. I want to hear what you guys think. You need to go out there and play it, and we'll just have a fun conversation about it, even if it's only on Twitter or Facebook. Or you can email us, too. Or you can email us. We want to talk about Mass Effect. I'm so excited. Again, since we already did an entire episode (laughs) devoted to it. So excited. But I'm sure we could bring up the game again somehow. Yes. All right. With, I guess now it's time for, for the end. Okay. This is our end for this episode of the podcast. So what's the best, what are some of the best ways to listen to us? SoundCloud. And of course, that's Zingness. iTunes. Give us five-star reviews. We greatly appreciate them. We will read them on the podcast as well. Yes. Um, We have Stitcher. And we also have Tuned In now. Yeah. So we're on those. You can also find us on Facebook, Zingness. Yep. And if you want to tweet at us, it is... At Zingthis. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it is... At Zingthis Podcast. And I actually have been posting on there, and I do it on Twitter too, but some of the some of our recent um, comic books and graphic novel acquirements we've had. Yes. So those were definitely cool to, cool to get, and maybe it will be a future read this. As a reminder, the read this at the end of the month, and watch this, is Doctor Strange the movie and, and Doctor Strange the, the Oath. Oath. Yes. So don't forget to get reading up on that. We might even give you guys a surprise on what our next read this will be very shortly after this one. <laughs> so that one might be something to keep your ears and eyes out about. And if you would like to watch us play some video games. You could go to twitch.tv slash zingthis. And if you want to help contribute to the podcast. Um, you could go to www.patreon.com slash Zygnus. And there will be some extra content coming on there very shortly. Finally. <laughs> I've been putting stuff up. This is, this is original content, yes, though. The other exactly. stuff was from the YouTube days. Yeah, oh gosh. <laughs> and finally, if you want to email us, it's Zygnus at gmail.com. Yes. And once again, as always, play us out. DJ Golden Boy. 89. 89. There's just one 89. Just one. I just was reading. Uh. Why has the music gotten louder? <laughs> Why are we still talking? What? Play that.
Zombie! Oh, I'll talk my regular voice. Hi there, it's me, Eric Berg, and I have a Nintendo Switch in my lap. Is that a Switch in my pocket, or am I just... <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Joy-Con in my pocket, or am I just happy to be here? 